I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll tell you what I think. What's that you're saying? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. Shh. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Shut up and listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. And as always, we have yet another fucking kick-ass guest. Well, maybe save the compliments to the end. (laughs) See if I deserve them. (laughs) I mean, you deserve them. You deserve them. Liz Feldman, who is a comedian. She has written for The Ellen DeGeneres Show, producer, writer on Hot in Cleveland, Two Broke Girls. Um, And she has her new show on YouTube called... Well, you know, it's actually quite an old show. I know it's old. But I and like then that it's new to you. Yeah, we took a hiatus and and then he came back. And then we came back and then we sort of took another hiatus. It's called This Just Out with Liz Feldman. Uh, it's available on the YouTube's and um, who knows? We might bring it back again. And you use a you use a gay rainbow sword. I do use a gay rainbow sword uh, because someone should. That is true. And why not you? And why not me? And I basically. Just use the show as a platform to tell you how great it is to be gay. Well, I do love the pussy. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be it. This is this is all the pussies are talking about how much you love them. No, so. it's great. Well, cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers. This is the first um, podcast episode I'm doing having a glass of wine because it's evening time and I normally record these during the day and I don't drink during the day because I'm a functioning alcoholic. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I can respect that um, too. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It's literally five o'clock here. It's true. So guys, know. don't judge us. It's fine. It's also Friday. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. We're it working. Is Friday. We're or working it's, women. Or it's not Friday depending on when you're listening. Right. And it's whatever day it is. It's one of the seven. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock. It, it, it doesn't. It's I fine. mean, for fuck's sakes, it's we're... I mean, we're all going to be burning in a dumpster soon. Well, it started. Look at her. She started right out with it. Well, you know, whatever. I mean, people people tune in because they know that, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Right. Unless you are attracted to that bush. That is true. Then I'll get lost in the bush. <laughs> Two very different things. Oh, boy. Um. So how are you? Oh, well, um, I'm quite well. You know, I'm all right. I mean, considering that I'm living in this country... At this moment, um, I feel weirdly hopeful because, um, in part, because I I attended this sort of lecture seminar situation yesterday uh, where there were just panel after panel of incredible people uh, talking about issues ranging from criminal justice reform and um, environmental issues and then, like, Barbara Boxer spoke, and then Kamala Harris spoke. And it was really sobering, but it was very empowering because a lot of the message was look at us all caring now, finally. Yeah. Look at us all getting together. Look at us get taking to the streets. And I think sometimes it 
it takes a massive provocation to do that. And weirdly, you know, DT, as I like to call him. I I just call him 45. 45. It's like, I... The thing about calling him 45 mm. gives him like a gives him a little bit of gravitas as if to connect him to the other 44. Ooh. And so I I I don't I I I respect it, but I I got gotcha. uh, I I got gotcha. decline. Okay, no um, that is that is fair and I I hadn't looked at it that way. So thank you for that. Um you're welcome. And no, I mean, so, you know, he, he was like, oh, I'm going to bring everybody together. And, you know, he has, and I'm not the first person to say this, but he's brought everybody together against him. So I guess the important thing is that we're together. And I do feel a sense of urgency and community in a way that I really have never had. I've never, I've never felt that. I mean, maybe like in the days after 9-11, but as Kamala Harris said, you know, we're in the days after 11-8. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I love her. Yeah, she's pretty great and just really smart and not smarmy. And, you know, there was also a Republican politician on uh, on, the, on a panel, well, but not really on a panel, in conversation yesterday named Kevin McCarthy. And he's a, actually, he's a rep, uh, uh, he's in the House and he's a rep from like San Bernardino or mm-hmm. some area like that. Um, and, um, he was such a Republican and I really wanted to like him. I wanted to be like, please, is there somebody we can reach across the aisle to? And his, his answers were canned and he took these like political pauses that were so rehearsed. And Mm. I just like wanted, I just wanted, I was like shooting him like just daggers from my eyeballs. Um, he felt them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so that's how I'm doing. Okay. And so what what was the one thing that inspired you the most? Or what was the one nugget of wisdom that that you took away from your experience yesterday that, that really solidified that hopefulness that you have? Well, and don't judge me for this one. It was the this was a a semin like a seminar uh, or a day long sort of it's called it was called um, Day of Action and it was organized by uh, CAA who is an agency and they're my agency and just the fact that a slick Hollywood agency would be like shit we got <laughs> we got to get people together we got to like we got to spread the word we got to we have to make our clients aware of this so that as storytellers they can get these stories heard and i think just the overall umbrella of that was my great takeaway and the responsibility that i have as a storyteller to help represent any one of the amazing people and their causes and their concerns you know if i could somehow find a vehicle for any of those causes um i will be glad and so i mean that's a really 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 interesting point that you bring up and it's a it's a nice segue in regards to you know you've been doing this for a while as have i um and it is very clear that you know you have people in rural communities in the midwest that think that our industry that Hollywood is very liberal, mm-hmm. very open-minded, and yet we see an appalling lack of representation. Yeah, 
in regards to women in front of the camera, behind the camera. Yeah. And not, and that's not even including women of color. Um, right. In front of and behind the camera. Um, Asian women. Yeah. Latinos. LGBTQ individuals. Um, Don't people forget the I and the A. I and the A. Yeah. LBG, LGBTQIA. What is the I and the A? Girl. Welcome to the, so oh my God. the 21st century. The I is intersexed. Okay. Okay. And the A is asexual. Okay. Because those are people too. That is very, very, very true. You know? Well, listen. Okay. You're doing your best. I, I, I'm not here to berate I'm so, you. I'm so tired. I, <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, let's keep drinking okay, wine. So what could go wrong? LGBTQIA. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, girl. Okay. Look at us. LGBTQIA. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's the start of a song from The Sound of Music or um, something. Yes. <laughs> do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. It's like the new Sound of Music <laughs> where she's like a <laughs> illegal immigrant nanny here to take care of a Republican family in like red um, Orange County. Okay. Look, I'm like coming up with a whole new thing here. Okay. Um, but she like falls in love with the Republican father who realizes the error of his conservative ways. Okay. I, I would say that the nice twist on that would be as if he were actually trans. Wow. Damn. Well, if we're going with the LGBTQIA. I just thought I'm, I'm wowing and damning the Republican trans. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at Caitlin. I, I don't. I, I I <laughs> don't even get me started. Isn't that the point of this podcast? No, it is. To get it's, you started? No, to absolutely get me started. Um I called her a cunt. Wow, okay. All right. Cuz and to quote Tennessee Williams, the only thing worse than a liar is a liar who's a hypocrite. That's a good quote. And I she is so lost in her fucking privilege. Yeah. Absolutely. She is so lost in her privilege. And she thinks that she like, I get it. I understand. Ba 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 where it's you know those you know those kids in high school that were so desperate to be popular. Mm-hmm. And the cool kids, because they were such asshats, thought that it would be fun to like let them think like yeah we're gonna let that loser think that he's popular like mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna like invite him and, blah, blah, blah. and then they end up kicking the shit out of him right and i feel like caitlin jenner is like one of those kids that's like no wait you see like they accept me they're with me that's a good ba, analogy ba, 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 i like ba, that ba, analogy ba, ba. yeah and then but then She's, just so you know for the people listening into their in in their cars and at home um heather's getting a little worked up (laughs) yeah because like you're like i was like i i i i like the anger i do because here's the deal right she comes out as trans still says that she doesn't support marriage between a man and a woman says that she's still a republican and and I don't think that you can be fiscally Republican, I, that you can be fiscally conservative and uh, socially liberal. 
I think it's an oxymoron. That's fair. Absolute fucking oxymoron. And she didn't have to deal with anything comparatively. No, I know. She, I mean, she had a very, I mean, I, I, listen, I don't pretend to understand the internal struggles of a trans person because I can't imagine it must be, I mean, I, I can imagine it only in that having, you know, once been in a closet, I understand the difficulty, um, of feeling trapped, you know, but, um, that aside, I think her privilege paved a way for her acceptance and, you know, her notoriety and, how interesting that she had actually been like a like the pinnacle of a man you know how interesting that she had been like this incredible athlete this strong you know it was the decathlon i think that yeah. he was famous for back in the day and how how interesting you know and it's it, i i don't know if that has anything to do with the level of acceptance but certainly her notoriety does and her privilege and you know, she can, she, she, she's, she can get cameras to, I mean, it's, I don't know. I I have a little bit of like conflict about my feelings about it because I was really, I watched her show hoping to get on board with her, but I ended up instead getting on board with everybody else around her. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, you know, Candace Kane should have a show. I know. I love her. I know. Love her. I know. She's fucking incredible. And these other incredible women who are like, you know, trying to usher Caitlyn into this new life. They were the show. I know. It, well, it's like trying to convince your like racist father that watches Fox News to become a liberal Democrat. Right. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and that's what I think really, really pains me. Because I came out in 2004, before it was mainstream and popular to right. do so. And I was the youngest actor to ever come out. I remember it. I remember when you did that. Thank you for doing that. I will receive that. Receive it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but with that, too, I had had so many people that said, you're going to ruin your career. Don't do it. Ba 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 ba. And I wasn't planning on it. You know, um, a margarita took over. Oh, funny. A margarita took over. How did the, the, with a journalist or? Yeah, with a journalist. Oh, interesting. The New York Daily News, I think. And um, it was the last interview of the day. And I had been doing press and just talking to people all fucking weekend. And it was for the second one. So it was a second round of. Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries duh. 2. But duh. Um. Yeah, and I just, one more fucking interviewer being like, so, have you met a Prince Charming? Oh, Have Jesus. you found a Prince Charming? Come on. And me and, you know, like, my blase fair Betty Davis cuntiness was like, no, but I have a Princess Charming. And that was it. And that was it. Isn't that interesting how one blase Betty Davis moment can change your life? I know, but, but the thing that was so amazing is that you know, it was so incredibly worth it. And and I don't regret it for a, a single second. Um, you know, but it, it was worth the risk. 
Right. It was worth the risk. Do you feel that you suffered because of it in your career? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you wouldn't know, right? I don't know. Because you don't know what your opportunities would have been I mean, I I look at it this way. I think that it has allowed me then to have the career of a bisexual. <laughs> Why would, I what have, does that I have mean? twice as many opportunities. Okay. I have twice as many opportunities. You mean like you are, you have the career that a bisexual has in romance? You're yeah. Saying? Okay. For I get sure. It. I get it. Yeah. I have, I have twice as many options, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you played a lot of lesbians? I've played as many lesbians as I have Jewish women. Hilarious. Um, and sometimes of which you are not Jewish lesbians. Um, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish I at know. all. Um, you could be. As a Jew, I say that. No, I know. I have the authority, by the way. I get it. I get it all the time. I remember Eli Roth, um, when we were doing Hostel 2, had said to me, are you sure you're not Jewish? There's something so Jewy about you. Wait, can I just ask a sidebar question? Yeah. How many twos have you made? How many part twos have you made? <laughs> just those. Okay. Just all right. Princess Diaries just... 2 and, and Hostel 2. Hostel 2. Yeah, that was it. Hostel 2, even more hostile. Yeah, I mean, I I don't regret that experience because it allowed me to... I had. I didn't realize it when I was filming, but only when I looked back that I had had such a fantasy about getting to work in Europe and getting to sit in outdoor cafes with cobblestone streets and streetlights that just um, were gas powered and you would have like the romantic candlelight essentially. And I got to do that. Like I got where was to it, do that. Where was the job? Prague. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it was amazing. Three months in Prague, and also um, Quentin Tarantino was producing it, and I awesome. was a huge fan of his and wanted to work with him. I in no way was was judging the hostel series. Yeah, I no, just think it's sort of awesome that you've done number twos. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But for me, I not that I have judgment. I have really tag along. Tagalong is making his daily her. Oh my God, I just called him a him. Um, thanks, Liz. Sorry. Because um, she was calling Tagalong and Anaya. It's my other dog who's very quiet. Um, boys. But they're both girls. Um, but Tagalong's like a tomboy. Um, anyway, I looking back at, I was 26 when I did it. Um, I don't know that I would actually do something like that ever again. Do do which hostel or come out? Hostel two. Got it. I don't I, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't you did do it. it again. You don't have to do I it. I did again. it. I don't have to do it again, but I mean even that kind of film period. Got it. That's that's not something that I desire to put out into the world. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm not familiar with the film. No, no, that's totally but fine. But I feel like I get it from the title. Yeah, it's um it was banned. My scene, my death scene was banned in three countries. I mean, that's a compliment. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, it is. That's as good as a golden globe. I mean, what Oh, I think your dog wants me to throw this. Thing. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, there you go. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it is the equivalent of, of a Golden Globe. Um, so yeah, I, I have that. I have that tag along. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I'm grateful that I, I got to come out because I know that I got to be of service to a lot of people at a time where there were not representations of young LGBTQIA right. nice. individuals. Look how quickly you integrated that into your conversation. Well, listen, when you know better, you do better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that to me like means the world. Cause when, when I was growing up, all I had was Ellen. Yeah, me too. Katie Lang and Ellen. And then I remember doing a change will do you good this music video for Cheryl Crow that Ellen was in. And it was pretty much right around the time that she had just come out. Round about 97? Yeah, I must have been like 13 or 14. And I came out to her. Wow. I don't know that she would remember that because I think that she... She has a better memory than you think. She does. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, she like remembers more things than you would imagine um, because you're like, she's Ellen. She's not going to save memory space yeah, for me, but she does. But I also feel like I had like my little sweet 13 year old self that was just trying to connect and be like, listen, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm also Lebanese. <laughs> Lesbianese. I'm a lesbian. Um, and I think she was like, oh, yeah, and was like, mm, nope, now's not the time. She was Just going through not. a hard time at that time. Yeah, well, now I get that, and I right. completely understand that. Totally. But, you know, as a as a youth that didn't have um, access to support and acceptance in right. that way, it was, let me steal these moments when I can. Of course, of course. Who wouldn't want a chance to come out to Ellen at 13? Yeah. First oh. of all, amazing that you knew at 13. Oh my God, I knew when I was seven. Jesus. Are you kidding I me? I didn't even know the word for it. I'm a little older than you though, so. I mean, you're not that much older. You're what? only three, year, three, four years older than me. Well, without revealing my age, let, I'll just agree with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I was, uh, okay, listen, I think we need to um, just take a moment. There you go. There we go. There we go. Um. Wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about how you are slightly older than me, but you're not going <laughs> to reveal your age. Oh my God, tag along, you guys. This is what happens. Tag along is like a cat. So she'll sleep all day. And then as soon as the sun goes down, she gets really bratty and really demanding. And this is why I'm never going to have fucking children. Well, and you, I know it's that not fair to really. Well, they're not the same. Do, you know, dogs and children are not exactly the same. I, see, A, I know this. However, <laughs> um, for me, though, th- I know that I don't have a lot of patience. Okay, that's good to know about yourself. And and again, I'm not saying that children and dogs are the same because I know that they're not. However, Tagalong is so very needy. I, I've noticed. I'm yeah, not going to lie. And it's, it's very constant. She, I mean, she, I fucking love her so much. Um, 
but it's constantly like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Play with me, play with me, play with me. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. And so I'm like, I will do that, but I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm finding more and more I will never have children. Okay. I love them. I do love children, but I'll never, I'll never have them. But back to what we were originally talking about before the, the age topic. <laughs> By the way, I, um, I think my age is like on IMDb and yeah, Wikipedia. I know, which is why I said that like yeah. you're only three or four years yeah. older than me. I'm 34. Yeah, I'm a little bit older than you. Okay. A little bit more older than you. Okay, well, we can talk about that later okay. when we're not recording. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I'm, I'm cruising towards my 40th birthday. Yeah, you're 39. Yeah. Yeah, so 35, 36, 37, 30. Like, you're five years older Okay, than five years older. What up? Yeah, you were in junior high school when I was, you know, in college. No. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you consider junior high? Like, eighth, gra- eighth grade? Yeah, eighth grade. Yeah. Or like, no, I would have been a freshman because my birthday is in November. So I was the youngest What year did kid. you graduate from high school? 2000. I'm five years older than you. Okay. So you're five years older than me. <laughs> this was a fascinating part of our podcast I know. today. This is, uh, the, this is uh, Heather Matarazzo does math. <laughs> <laughs> so I am an actor. I don't do good with numbers yeah. and science and I things. Notice. I don't get it. Um... I'm starving. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember, you know, one of my first crushes was on a teacher of mine and a girl that was in my class and also Madonna. Sure. Um, no, but I knew, I knew that like, I had sexual feelings for girls. So, so what, by the time you were making Welcome to the Dollhouse, you were already like, oh, I'm gay, girl. But I didn't have, um, I didn't know the word lesbian. Right. How I, old were you when you did that? 11. 11, sure. I didn't know the word lesbian. And so <laughs> I felt like Helen Keller. <laughs> You know, when Annie, well, like right. Anne Sullivan's like, Helen, it has a name. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, it has a name and the name is lesbian. Oh, my God. I am that. Now I can see and hear and talk. Yes, I'm a lesbian. That is what I am. And I got to meet other lesbians while I was filming Dollhouse, which was amazing. So it was the first time that I ever truly felt not alone. Oh, that's really nice to hear. It was, but with that too, you know, um, I grew up in in a Catholic household, mm-hmm. Italian Catholic, mm-hmm. Roman Italian Catholic, mm-hmm. 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 and I, I was just having this conversation with somebody else where essentially my religious upbringing was spiritual PTSD. Okay. Where when you are a small child and you were told that you were going to hell. Right. And you don't, your parents are your first gods. Right. Then they're talking about this God that you have to meet a thousand conditions before you can gain access to that unconditional love. Um, 
And so I knew, based on like a lot of other things, but I was like, oh no, I'm going to go to hell. I better be extra, 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 extra good. And I remember it was right after I'd filmed Dollhouse and I was still doing, I, my mother had made me go to like religious education. Sure. CCD? CCD. Sure. I grew up in a predominantly Catholic neighborhood, so I'm I'm aware. I mean, it was, it it, it was, it was the worst. And I was always getting kicked out because I'd ask questions. (laughs) Well, you can't do that. Don't do that. You are not allowed to ask questions. They don't like uh, inquisitive minds. No, they don't. So I got sent out of the room quite a bit and I was caught precocious and it wasn't a good thing. And I remember that there was a teacher named Mrs. Murphy and I had just met all of these gay people on Dollhouse. And one of the gay people that I had met, his friend had been diagnosed with HIV. Mm. And cut to September of that year, so September of 94, Ms. Murphy is saying that all gay people were going to hell and that God brought AIDS. (sighs) To the gay people because they were sinners. And I remember thinking, a fuck you. That can't be true. That if I have to make a choice between Jesus and being gay, I'm going to choose to be gay. At 11. it's a choice. Yeah. That's really incredible. And I hated her so fucking much. I, like the rage... That I felt because these people that I had met on Dollhouse, like we worked, you know how it is. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a, a family gets created if you work every day, you know, for at least 12 hours a day. Um, and you're doing it for two months. Mm-hmm. Bonds get developed. Of course. And I just remember saying, like, I hope she dies. <laughs> of HIV? No, not of HIV. Oh, okay. Just that I, I just was like, I hope she dies. Well, no, I feel bad for saying that. Okay, because cut two a year later, she was dead. Shut up. Yep. Died of brain cancer. I'm gonna stay on your good side. I'm a Scorpio. Or witchy. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> there's a lot of Scorpios out there. They all have the power to make people. Okay. All um, right. I. I'm just kidding. Um, you were talking about September of 1994, uh, ironically, when my mother dragged me out of the closet. September of 1994. Interesting. Yeah. And on the flip side, she is supposedly psychic or thinks herself oh, psychic. Oh, yes. That's correct. Correct? That's correct. Yes. Yes. She's definitely got a... She's got some sort of something. I don't know exactly what I would call it. Witchiness. She's yes, she would she would totally call it witchiness. She definitely thinks she absolutely believes that she was a witch uh, during the Salem uh, witch trials era. So mm. yeah, she's very into past lives and all that. My mother's a a real new agey lady. How is that growing up? Well, I mean, um, it. It was, you know, it, 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 it lent itself to her dragging me out of the closet. I can tell you that much yeah. because she was like, she said she just had a feeling. Um, and my coming out story has been told many, many times. So I'll save you the details because yeah. it's, it's been recorded. Um, but she said that she just had a feeling and she knew it. And I think she read my journal, to be totally honest. Yeah. Yeah. And also looked at me every day. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like just like also just like lived in a house with me and saw how I was and my demeanor. Yeah. And you but know. you did say though. Well, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I'm sounding like a stalker. Um, but I do my research. No, I appreciate that. Um, but I know that you did say that you did have boyfriends yeah. in high school yeah. and that like you were feminine, even though you were tomboyish. Yeah. I mean, you know, feminine might misquote. No, it's not a misquote. I think, I think that's fair. I, I definitely, I had a boyfriend who I, I'm, you know, was very much like first lovey in love with, you know, puppy love. Um, and Though you don't love puppies. It's not that I don't love pu- I love puppies. I just... Um, you don't love dogs. I'm not a huge dog You're person. A person. It, which is... I'm a major cat person, which... You um, love the pussy. Obs. Come on. Yeah, my wife and I are super obsessed with our cat. It's a little ridiculous. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that. Um, but back to what you were saying. Sorry, I didn't mean Yeah, to no. So, I mean, I was... I think, you know... I don't know if I was trying to be something or if, you know, I do believe that there is some sort of scale of things. And I think, um, you know, I've never like hated men. I've never been like, ew, I really don't get it. Like I, I get it. I just prefer women (laughs) and especially in relationship, I prefer women. And so, you know, I, since my boyfriend in high school, I've not had a boyfriend, you know? Yeah. yeah. So with that too, though, because, because I can hear certain people, I can hear certain individuals listening to this, mm-hmm. especially now with, um, the, the fiasco of, um, trans rights being taken away. Yeah. You know, that, that idea that everybody has a choice. Right. No. God, no, I wouldn't call it that. Um, well, I mean, I guess here's what I would say. What from, would an, say? from an intellectual perspective, yeah, you could call it a choice because you could choose to be miserable and live a certain way that's more socially acceptable. Or you could choose to be yourself yeah. and fully like lean into what your soul feels best doing and, yeah. you know, being. Um, and, you know, for me, at a certain point, it was... It was not a choice at all. It was it was my heart loving certain people. And um, I don't really think that falling in love is ever a choice. It's just an automatic, reflexive, weird response that happens with certain people. So, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, living in a non-binary, ab- non-absolute universe. Yeah. Um... I think that's the that for me that's the most authentic place to live. Am I a lesbian? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> because I that's how I identify that works for me. I feel comfortable in that and yeah. it describes me. Yeah. I have a wife. Yeah. Whom I love deeply. Yeah. Um, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary. Congratulations. Actually. Thank you very much. Um but sure, like you could see it as a choice, but you'd have to understand that the choice would be a choice between despair and joy. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, it's, it's so interesting. Where do you feel then if there is a scale, Uh (laughs) where do you fall in on that scale? 
Is it like a scale of like one to a hundred or like one to gay? I, I think it's one funny. to one to gay. I'm probably like I mean at this at this point I'm a hundred percent gay yeah. because I'm married. Yeah. So it's not. But, you but know. wait, so marriage makes you gay? No, but <laughs> it 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 does dictate where I put my body parts. Well, not necessarily. Well, it, it does with it does marriage. It does in my marriage. Well, there you go. Um. So, I mean, I think I would say that I'm like 85 to 90% gay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I have to leave the 10 to 15% when I see a man, I go, yeah, that guy's attractive. I get it. Yeah. That guy's hot. But see, this, this, this goes to something interesting, right? If you say that a guy is hot or a guy is attractive, mm-hmm. are you then implying that you might want to fuck him. That's for me to know. Yeah. Well. But for me. I mean, no. And and by yeah. the way, most of the. No. I mean, let, let's make it clear. Yeah, I'm not yeah, interested yeah. in fucking any guys. Yeah. But I can think whatever I want to think. Absolutely. In my head. Absolutely. And I think we all should think whatever we want to think in our heads. I completely agree with and, that statement. You know, I'm not a Puritan. And I wasn't raised Roman Catholic. So I don't have any guilt around sexuality at all. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, my parents were like kind of like, you know, weird and very 80s about it, like not really talking to me about it. And but, you know, I, I I don't think I was ever like really shamed about any of that. Yeah. Which I'm really grateful for. Yeah. So. I don't like judge what anybody thinks in their heads. Let's put it that way. And well, nor should anybody. And I don't think there's anything right or wrong when it comes to that stuff. I just don't. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people, especially people that grew up more religious than I did. I'm I'm like a, you know, liberal reformed Jew from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. My parents are very educated, smart, you know, people yeah. who are not super religious. So, you know, and my, like literally my grandmother and I'm not sure if I've ever actually even told this story, but to give you an example of the openness of which I come from, and this is actually, my grandmother was quite a buttoned up woman. Actually. She was a very impressive, uh, intellectual, just really ahead of her time. Um, like into Louise Hay and like very, very cool. Love that. Yes. A very, she was a chiropractor and she was one of the first female chiropractors, you know, in like New York. I mean, she's like a very cool, wonderful, she was a very cool, wonderful woman. And she, um, and my grandfather were very much in love for their entire marriage. I mean, they just, they really had a romance. It was really sweet. And they were married over 50 years. And unfortunately my grandfather died fairly suddenly from a stroke and uh, at his shiva, which is, you know, what we do after a Jewish funeral, we go to the person's house and, like, sit with them. Um, she took my sister and I aside uh, into her room privately to explain um, how my grandfather died. Autoerotic fixation? No, oh. Heather. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's my grandfather <laughs> you're talking about. But close. Um <laughs> She very soberly, a very, you know, she's mourning. It's, yeah. He's, we've just buried the man. Yeah. That's not true. We didn't bury him. We, we cremated him. Okay. Um, we just cremated the man. Yeah. And she explained to my sister and I that 
while they were making love, he had a stroke. Oh my God. That is such a beautiful thing. And she said she took sort of that story as a lesson to teach us. And she said, like, make sure like whoever you end up with knows how to please you. Oh, yeah. And that's like my grandmother told me that. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. She was a beautiful woman. And, you know, and I and like and speaking of grandmothers, my other grandmother was like from the, you know, from like 11, 12 years old was like, so you heavy petting anybody? What's happening? What's what are we doing? Are we making out? Are we heavy petting? She was like obsessed with heavy petting. Um, so I, you know, I just I. I grew up being like, yeah, cool, let's do this. Like, yeah. I'm interested. And I think a lot of my sort of experimenting, if you want to put it in quotes, with boys was like, all right, let me see what's going on. Let me yeah. see what works for me. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, of course. And then you find somebody who really works for you. Yeah. No. And I for me, it's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Which completely, completely makes sense. For me... I've never had sex with a man. Interesting. Never. Not that I can remember. <laughs> okay. I hope, I hope <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> um, there was that blackout period of my life. Anyway. Um, yeah. I've never had sex with a man that I can remember. Yeah. And I, by the way, gold star, you're a gold star. And I know a lot of gold stars. Yeah. And that's not to say, but you know, because it's interesting, you know, I had, I had an ex who had dated men said she was a lesbian and went through then like a period of, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a lesbian. Yeah, I, I had know. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I totally dated one of those. And with that, and that, <laughs> hopefully and it wasn't the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that though, it, it brought up within me and I had it in fucking high school. I dated the straight girl in high of school. Course. The first girl that I dated, of like you did. my first love. Um, and because I can't compete with a guy. No, because I, you don't have I a can't. dick. I don't have a dick. Right. I have much bigger balls and they're higher up, but I right. don't have a dick. That's right. Anyway. So I would have moments of, of, of such fear, like, oh, fuck, what, what does this mean? What kind of relationship are we in where she is so unsure? Right. Because for me, I've had, and I've tweeted about this, it's the minute that I, I think of a dick coming close to my vagina, I, (laughs) (laughs) I just took a sip of water. Almost, I, almost broke your microphone. I bust out laughing. It, I just find it so funny. And that's not to say that, like, I had boyfriends in high school, even, like, in my late teens, like, was hooking up with guys um, just to be, like, just to really make sure. Sure, yeah. Just to, like, really, really, really make sure. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And for me, too, though, it was more about power. Because I knew that I had the one thing that they wanted. Sure. And that then I got to actually be in choice as to say yes or no. Right. 
and whether they received it or not. And, and I think it, we know the answer was no. It was always 100% <laughs> no. But then again, I went through that blackout period. So on that note, um, <laughs> so in terms of, of um, fluidity of sexuality and sensuality and what makes us feel good, mm-hmm. um, yes, I, I definitely think that there is a spectrum. And where do you fall on that spectrum? I mean, I think we kind of know at this point. I'd say pretty straight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm coming out of straight. I'm super confused right I now. I know. Um, no, fucking, I... Are you a hundo? I'm a hundo. I'm a hundo, but watch what happens to me. It's going to be like a fucking, like, Cynthia Nixon reverse. Whoa. Whoa. I'm going to look out. Now I'm on a one. No, that's not I'm true. now, like, sort of going through all the actors in my head of, like, who's the guy that could... Yeah. Who no, could who could be your turner? Because, you know, I I tried really hard to be straight. Like I tried super hard. Like super super hard. And I love women so much and that's not to say that I don't find here's something. I'll be 100% honest with you. Okay. I cannot watch straight porn. I don't like it at all. Interesting. I um. Have Do you like gay male porn? Love. Knew it. See how I knew that? <laughs> totally knew it. <laughs> Got your number, girl. But I also like can't watch lesbian porn. Interesting. Well, it's not really because it's not real. No, it's like I two know. straight women being like just like opening their mouths really big. But, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But the thing that I love about gay porn is the fact that. Two men in their power, like there's a, or two men getting paid $90 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also it depends on what kind of porn you want. That's true. Because just like there's organic groceries. <laughs> this is certified organic this gay is, porn. This is certified organic this gay porn. This is farmer's market gay porn. Yeah, this is the Whole Foods of porn. Got it. Well, you'll have to you'll have to send me that site because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, because I th- it's ethical porn, ethically sourced porn, ethically sourced porn, <laughs> what locally that mean? produced. What is, what is ethically? <laughs> what that? What are you? What is that? What I'm saying is that I think that there was an article um, a few years ago, uh, lesbian porn makers that that really did their due dil- diligence. Um, to make sure that not only were their porn stars treated fairly, but actually that they were really lesbians and that if they were really lesbians, they would only do scenes with other lesbians and they would never have to fuck a dude. Are you going to make that website available on your, I'll, I'll send it to you privately. No, where I can put it, where I can put it. Yeah. For the people. People, I will, I will do my research and, and I will put it out there for you. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I make sure that it's ethically sourced porn. Okay. Still not sure what you're talking about. Okay. But you You mean amateur? I'm not, I like, I'm not a porn aficionado, but just Do you see how she turned that around on me? Because I (laughs) use the word amateur now. I'm the porn aficionado (laughs) because I know that they make amateur porn. (laughs) I see what you did there. No, 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 no. 
I don't know. <laughs> I fucking I'm not a connoisseur you. like you, I've, Feldman. Feldman, I fucking adore you. No, like what I mean is that because thank I, you. I, I Likewise. Think, thank you. But I think it was like the Advocate or Out magazine. I remember like reading years ago about there being websites and videos and platform streaming surfaces that, for lack of a better word, were ethically sourced, that it was gay men, that it wasn't straight, it wasn't gay for pay. Got it. Okay. I'm into that. I appreciate that. You know? Yeah. um, On top of that, like, I, I feel like it sounds like I watch porn all the time. Um, I think that like my imagination is much dirtier than sure. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But like on those rare, I went through like a period where like porn was the only thing that could really kind of even get me close because I was so disconnected. I was, I was so disconnected from my body and I was so disconnected from my own, forget sexuality, but sensuality. I was so disconnected from my pleasure. And what brought me pleasure, you know, um, and I think that's something, especially in this country, that is, um, God forbid. I well, that's a not, woman says that's not that what it's for. Pleasure. That's not that's a baby maker. No, that's not what that's for, Heather. But all, but all kinds of pleasure, right? Sure. Not just not just sexual pleasure, but all kinds of pleasure. Like to, I mean, oh my God. Getting to feel the wind on my skin, getting to getting to feel that alive and be that mm-hmm. present in my body, getting to feel the sun on my face. I think that our country has a really, really, really fucked up puritanical view that if you are in your pleasure, it not only means you're a sinner, like the pleasure has to be, it, it has to involve self-sacrifice. Interesting. Like you have to feel good about giving to the orphans. <laughs> like you have to feel good about feeding all of the poor people. Like you have to feel good about all of these selfless charitable acts. Then the pleasure is worthy. Uh-huh. And that if it is smoking a cigarette, having a glass of wine, being loose, being fun, feeling free, um, feeling powerful, you know, doing what you love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... You feel like it, that's underappreciated. Not only is it underappreciated, I think to a certain degree it's vilified, especially with women. Sure. I think that's very true. Especially, especially with women of a certain women. age, especially if they're a parent, you know, especially if they're responsible to other people. I think that's very true. Well, I think any any woman, I think that they talk about boys being able to like sow their fucking wild oats. Well, it's locker room talk. Yeah, it's what's I mean, our equivalent? The view. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> or the talk that is deeply sad. <laughs> Maybe it's shut up and listen. Yeah, you maybe know it's what? Heather Matarazzo talking about how much she loves pussy. Yeah, well, I do. What's not to fucking love about pussy? I swear to God, I really... Don't get me started. I Don't even get me started. There is... Mm, I love women. I get it. Jesus. But, but when I say that, I don't even... 
listen. See, like even right there when I was like, I love women consciously or unconsciously, unless you're joking and it's just self-deflection, but I don't think so. But that idea of any time anybody expresses true sensual pleasure of, oh, I love No, I, mine was more of a response that it's, you've said that a few yeah, times. I know. I didn't do that the other that three or four times you said that. Wow. No, I'm not shaming you. No. I'm making jokes. I know. Yeah. I know you are. I know you are. Um, but it's, it, as I've gotten older, I've... Are you single? No. Oh, okay. I I'm was not. like, because you're doing a great advertisement for yourself right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's... I've, I've grown to love women more as I've grown to love myself more. Makes sense. You know, and, and with that too, let me actually maybe even rephrase. I don't love all women. (laughs) See, see where this is going. I don't, I don't love all women. You don't know all women. I don't know all women. Um, but in terms of the the feminine energy that that wild woman, did you ever read the book uh, The Women Who Run with Wolves? Didn't. It's so good. I'll put it on my queue. It's it's actually like a really 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 great book that talks about the female archetypes hmm. and about how most women have lost touch with their internal wild woman. Hmm. That we're vilified if we're over 40 is becoming crones. Right. You know, and then we're mothers. And then you have the whole fucking Madonna whore complex. Sure. And then the maid. You have the maiden. Which, like, obviously, youth beginnings. ba 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 What about, like, middle-aged lesbians with no children? Do we have an archetype? I think it's us. <laughs> yes. Yes. My whole life, I've just wanted to be an archetype. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, <laughs> it's it, it's us. I think it's it's definitely definitely us. But I'll tell you something interesting too, though, like about the the fact that like women are supposed to lose their their sensuality and their sexuality after they become mothers or after they reach a certain age. Right. And for me, I mean, I just turned thirty four in November. And I'm just starting to fully come into my pleasure, like my pleasure and my power and getting to feel the power in that pleasure. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it. Well, they say that. I mean, you're in your peak. This is your peak right now. Is it really? Mid 30s. Yeah, women. Mid 30s. That's your peak. It's never going to get better than this. Really? So enjoy it. Enjoy it while I can. Yes. Really? Yep. What if I got a v- vaginoplasty? It has nothing to do with it. No. It's a hormonal thing. I think. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because how and are like, you? I'm doing how pretty good. You? I'm doing yeah? pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. How's that going? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And you guys have been together eight years. Right. And no LBD. No. Lesbian bed death for those of you that are not I mean, it's know. not. Listen, it's not hot and heavy every moment. But you become conscious of your dips and you get it back. Yeah. Cause if it's important to you, then you do that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you re there's a, you know, I, I think there's a rediscovery that also that can happen with mm. people. 
and you know there's if you really love somebody you just want to know them more and more and though life might have its circumstances where it might be you know like time might pass yeah but you get it back yeah and you you know i mean you do what you need to do to be there for each other in every way yeah absolutely yeah. and that's also if both partners are willing well that's what i mean is like you do that is in each other is the most important word of that yeah. each other and you know it's it's very important for like to to Rachel and I that we that our relationship is uh, like is the number one thing in our lives like that's that's number one um and that's something that means you have to work on you know it's not a thing it's like a it's like a person you know it's like a it's a living breathing thing and people can get busy and stressed out and you know stuff happens and tragedies happen and horrible shit can happen but you always have to come back to each other and i think like the the crux certainly for us is kindness and respect always i would never we don't we are not petty with each other we do not fight for the sake of letting out steam yeah we don't do that yeah uh, I might let out steam in other ways if I'm angry about other things, mm-hmm. but I never take it out on her. And um, we are very consciously and mindfully kind to each other. Yeah. And I think if you can keep that and you can keep the respect, the mutual respect, which is, by the way, a two-way street in terms of you've got to give the person something to respect. Yes. You've got to work on yourself and I'm really lucky I married a person who her life's work is working on herself yeah. to make herself a better person so she can make the world a better place. Do you mind me asking what she does? Uh, well, Rachel's a musician okay. uh, by trade, okay. but she's a really conscientious citizen of the world. And she, though she's a musician professionally, she also three days a week volunteers at the Los Angeles Children's Hospital singing for sick children which is not something that she'll really talk about a lot because she does it because she does it, you know? Yeah. Um, And she's really becoming quite an activist uh, involved in a lot of different groups. um, As I think a lot of people are becoming, you know, like I don't know that we have in many ways a choice not to become activists at this point, but she's just a a real, um, she's, I've never met a person who's better at evolving. Mm. And, you know, that's constantly interesting to, yeah. to be with a person who's constantly evolving so i'm never i'm always interested because <laughs> i'm like it's you know it's, it's so impressive to be with a person that cares that much about growing well yeah you're either growing or you're dying right exactly yeah exactly and so she you know she inspires me to do the same which i think like they like the old you know adage is like you know you want somebody who makes you want to be a better person you know yeah i got that yeah absolutely 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 um that makes me want to ask you this when was the last time you got angry (laughs) (laughs) the last time i got angry my just when you asked me that my headphones fell off hold on yeah okay and you got really angry and i'm about to see it 
the last time I got really angry, um, I can't really talk about it because it was a professional thing. Yeah, for sure. And it involves people. <laughs> um, <laughs> as as do most situations that get yeah. one angry. But I, I get angry when, because I am a hard worker and um, I have been doing what I do for a really long time. And yeah. so I get angry when people are uh, either disrespectful of, of my time uh, or unwilling to um, bend. Sometimes that makes me really angry. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, there are a lot of things in the world that make me angry. I mean, yeah. I'm angry at something every day, if I'm being honest, yeah. in terms of the administration. But I think that sort of goes without saying at this point. Well, I thought you were personally happy with them, but now I'm well, really glad to you know, know that, you know. I hate America and all its people. <laughs> I don't see how else. <laughs> I don't know how else you could be happy. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, obviously I'm like a little angry every day at something, but, but in my own personal life, like, you know, I, I don't, I like my time is very important to me and my, you know, and like people respecting that is important to me. Why is your time very important to you? <sighs> because, you know, it's time to other people is a gift that you give. Yes, yes, yes. And... Um, certainly if I'm being, if it's a job, literally, and I'm being paid to be there, that's part, you know, part and parcel of the job. Yeah. But if it's something where essentially I'm helping or I'm, you know, volunteering or whatever, um, I just, my time is, is important to me and it's, it's a symbol of my autonomy. Oh, she just snapped and gave me a thumbs up. Um, so... And that might just be like a personal thing. Like that must just be like a, one of my like little irky personal things. Um, I'm not an incredibly patient either. You were saying you weren't, you know, I'm really not either. And um, when I'm trying to do my best for a person and I feel as if I'm giving and I'm not receiving it at all and my giving isn't being respected, that makes me angry. Mm. Okay. I get that. I get that completely. Because in the giving, you're not being received. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it's yeah. not like I, you know, like I need equal, you know, I'm like not measuring. Yeah. You no. know, it's not a tit for tat thing. It's, you know, it's a respect thing. Yeah. And also getting to d- truly be seen. Yeah. That's right. To truly be seen. Um, no, I, I completely, completely understand that. Um, well, listen, one last question that I ask all of my guests um, as we close this out. Yes, I love pussy. <laughs> At what point in your life did somebody tell you to shut up and listen? And you did. What did you learn, if anything? Wow. What point in my life did somebody tell me to shut up and listen? Wow. Um... Well, you know, okay, what comes to mind is um, this activist meeting I went to uh, because my wife was, you know, 
because she was like, you have to do this mm-hmm. with me. Um, and I would have done it, but she was, she really wanted me to come with her. Um, and it was like a local thing in LA here. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a personnel, I'm a comedian. I'm a person who likes to have something to say, you know, and I'm not shy. I'm very extroverted. So if I'm in a group, a room full of people who all have opinions, I also would love to share mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sat in this room of about a hundred people and um, there were a few uh, activists, one woman in particular named Shishi Rose, uh, who I highly recommend you uh, follow on Instagram. Um, we were, it was just after the election, days after, after the election. And, you know, people were upset and angry and shocked. There was so much shock, you know. And I'd say in this hundred women, probably 94 of them were white. And I'm going to just go ahead and say privileged. I don't know what all of their socioeconomic backgrounds are. It doesn't matter. They're white. They're privileged. Exactly. It doesn't matter. But there were a handful, thank God, of black women there, uh, including Shishi. And um, a lot of people wanted to talk and have their opinions heard. And it was part of why we were there is just to talk and for everybody to be able to talk if they wanted. And it wasn't that I was necessarily told to shut up and listen, but it's like almost like I told it to myself because one of the incredible things I heard, which shouldn't be so surprising, but it kind of was to me, were, were so many, if not all of the black women in attendance were like, we're not surprised. We're not shocked by this. But to be honest, like we're a little hurt that you are. that You haven't noticed that we've been already dealing, you know, with, the shit that they've been dealing with. And that when I heard that I was like, it was as if the universe was like, shut up and listen, you don't need to talk. Yeah. You don't, this isn't about you saying some pithy thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's the last time. Wow. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you for asking me that. Cause I wasn't quite sure when you first asked me that. I'm like, have I, what I, yeah, but that would be yeah. it. Well, um, as always, I love talking with you. Likewise. Thank you for being on. And, thank you. Um, thank you guys for listening. Guys, don't tell anybody that thing about my grandmother. Yeah, don't say a word about okay. it. Appreciate uh, it. All right. Bye, Heather. Bye.